Hello and welcome to a new version of Agile World. And this is Hot Topics. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? Hello, Sabrina. You're looking particularly lovely today. You got a new skin regime. <laughs> so it's, it's it's a new Agile World. So I thought I'd be be less conf uh, confrontational and, and more nice. Oh, okay, Apparently, okay. nice people get on better with other people. I don't see it at work all that often, but I've heard of this. <laughs> I did actually do a lovely face mask last night. It was like multicolored. Oh. I had clay there and a bit of pink stuff there and a bit of green stuff don't there. Don't talk about face masks. That that I was <laughs> relaxing in a nice bath. My wife put a, uh, a reindeer face mask on my face and then took a picture. Uh, so there's, there's this horrific image on Facebook. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll post it in the chat later on so everybody can see. Oh, thank so, you. Okay. You're welcome. So we've got one of our good friends here. Hello, Mark. You're here for a special topic. Our story uh, points. I am, Sabrina. Something that is causing a lot of problems across the Agile world. Go for it. It is yours. I want to start a debate why story points should be null and void going forward in, in the Agile world. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Kill the points, down with the points, burn them point to the ground. <laughs> right, yeah, let's just get rid of them, right? So you, 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 you want to go back to T-shirt sizing and just not have points? Correct. Uh, I'm... I'm now getting articles written. I'm now getting emails sent that where, where most of the agile methodologies moved into estimation, it was only just to keep a general number rolling. Mm -hmm. It was never going to be a contract between development and business to say this will be our deadline, right? And that's what it's becoming. Story points are now getting looked at as measurements of punishment almost so if there is a negotiation between a delivery team and a and a solutions team and it says we're going to do 5000 story points in a year and you don't achieve that it doesn't take into context it doesn't take in yes that was 3 points but something happened and it became nine points or 12 points or 52 or whatever. But, but isn't, doesn't this go back to the basis of points? Points go back to planning poker, which is about complexity. And I just remember when I first started doing development uh, from the after doing that planning, people say, oh, we just use a point for a day. And I'm going, well, I don't understand the relationship between complexity and time because complexity is an unknown. So, so there's a really good... A set of articles out there now talking about ideal days, right? An ideal day is when you get everything you said you would do done, mm -hmm. right? And I think that keeps the generality of what we were doing with estimation. Uh, 96, 97, we tried T-shirt sizing, right? But it was only relative to ourselves. It wasn't yeah. relative to the outside world. And what's happening now, and certainly in the multi-teams that I deal with, Teams have been punished for not being as good as the other team, right? Team A can do 150 story points a week. Why is team B so rubbish? But right? that's not that's not the metric. The metric is what are you delivering? I mean, who cares 
I mean, it's 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 a fake system. It's not really there to to tell you anything valuable. I mean, only an accountant would be interested in it. <laughs> but this is the problem, right? Now that the business agility teams are getting stood up, they're asking for deadlines still, right? Instead of saying to your team, right, let's get what we can done in the time box. Now it's becoming, yeah, but you, you did 300 points last sprint. Why can't you do that again? Well, these tickets or issues are, they, are more complex. Are they still thinking in projects instead of yeah. continuous delivery then? Correct. This is what frustrates and, me. I, I get what you're saying because I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I am all for story points, but story points being implemented correctly. So where you're saying about the deadlines, they should be thinking deadlines. They should be thinking milestones. If they were, if they were planning correctly and they were planning ahead if they can possibly, they, if these deadlines are technical milestones that they've got to hit. So if they're given advance notice to the teams, they would be able to plan efficiently and size efficiently to be able to hit those deadlines, which are milestones. See, this is, again, this is the problem, right? So if you go through the, the SDLC in a waterfall mentality, right? You build your requirements, you get your designs, you do your delivery, you do your test, and you big bang a release, right? What we wanted to do, certainly in, in Scrum, is to have all those people in the same team, and somebody would raise a requirement, somebody would look at it from a test perspective, somebody would do it in a delivery, somebody, and all that team would do every day continuous integration, right? You would be ticket raised in the morning, tested in the afternoon, and launched in the, in the evening, right? However, what's happening now is that we're going back to almost plan everything. Well, we, when we first started with Agile, we didn't want to plan anything. <laughs> there was no plans. It was the opposite of plan-driven, right? And certainly when you, when you talk to the guys from the Agile Manifesto, we, we used to spend a year and a half planning, working out requirements. And then by the time it came to delivery, the business had moved on and we ended up developing stuff that they never wanted. Yeah. So for me at the moment, story points are being used incorrectly. Completely agree with you, Sabrina. But what's happening now is we need to find an alternative because once the business gets into their head, this team can produce 100 points per week that becomes a metric that if you go below it, you're failing. And if you go above it, you get reward, right? I, you know what? This is one thing I struggle with. With So one, coaching people with story pointing, you're, you're not just coaching them on understanding what story point is. You're not just coaching them on understanding to get them to think about the knowledge and complexity. But you're also completely trying to change their mindset. Because mm -hmm. from a, from a, if you think from a very young age, we are taught with time. As a child, we are taught that we get up this time in the morning. It takes us this long to get ready for school. It takes us this long to get to school. We are in school at this time. Our lunch is at tea. We are very time orientated. And with story points, we're trying to remove that time orientation away and change it into thinking about the, our knowledge about the work and how complex do we feel the work is. And the other thing is, is there's a lot of teams that don't even do anchoring or calibration sessions, as I call them. You know, when they first start story pointing, it means Jack. <laughs> because their first set, a load of story points for the first couple of, we use Scrum as an example, sprints. You know, 
they don't know what their what the story points mean to it. And until you do an anchoring session or a calibration session to get the whole team on board to understand, you know, to kind of agree what what's our definition of a one, two, three, or five, those first couple of sprints or those first couple of sets of estimations mean nothing until you collaborate. There's so many things that need to be implemented when it comes to story pointing, but but sometimes it does work beautifully, but it's the business that don't understand it. And so, and, and, so um, Mark, do you think that people have, have focused in on story points as a key metric instead of understanding that they're not a metric at all? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, you look... You, you look at certain writers now, uh, Mike Cohen being, being one of them, right? Um, <laughs> the, the title of his book, Agile Estimating and Planning, right? If you'd said that at, at the manifesto meeting in 2001, <laughs> they'd have gone, we, we don't want to do planning, right? We don't want to do planning. There's a bag of washing tons up. We'll sort it out. We'll do the more complex stuff, colours, uh, and we'll have it done by the end of the sprint, Right. So, I mean, that's not to say that Mike Cohen's not got a point. We do have to estimate, but it has to be relative to what you've previously done, exactly what Sabrina said. However, there has to be a percentage of discovery added in there that we used mm -hmm. to call this contingency. There has to be tickets that include, you know, factors that we don't know. You, mm -hmm. You're right, Sabrina. If, if I did something at McDonald's, here's a, here's a bun, here's my burger, here's my bun and it takes me six minutes to make a hamburger, right? That's fine. We can repeat that all day long. However, if one of my tickets or issues in Jira is a bun that's 14 inches wide and my hamburger's only six inches wide and my other bun is nine inches wide, I need to stitch that together. So although it's still a bun, a burger and a bun, it has complexity that we haven't factored in. 100%. And I go even further that... I might have a, a, you know, 12 teams all working to the a same backlog, right? And they've all estimated. But what happens if John or Mary run off together? What am I going to do then? You know, we don't build enough elasticity within a sprint. We get, we get cobbled together with, well, you should be able to do three points a day per person, right? And there's 10 people on your team. So that's 30 a day, right? No. You just think... That's who, garbage. Who came up with it? <laughs> no. you know what, that's, that's the other thing. Whenever I go through and into in, implement story pointing, the first thing I say to leadership and management is one, this does not go against them on performance. Two, every team and every person is different for a reason. You never do the comparisons, and everything you're saying to me is a nightmare. It's actually giving me a headache. Well, look, look, look at. I mean, even if you go back to Jeff's original, Jeff Salon's original book. Right. Mm. Um, accurate estimates are impossible mm -hmm. unless you've done the same thing 20 times with the same people, with the, with the same people, with the same clothing on the same weather, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. But every sprint is different. OK, so my so opening statement about story points is if they're used correctly in the old ways that we meant that looks like a small thing, that looks like a medium thing, and this looks like a big thing. That's fine, right? So why people go beyond 13 in the Fibonacci sequence just is beyond me, right? So so it, I, I'm going to propose a, a way to describe this is, is that story points are useful in the sprint and in the sprint planning. That's it. 
they are not a metric. They don't tell you anything that they, so a metric is a, is a common set of mathematical uh, relationships that can be applied evenly across anything, but you can't use that with story points because story points mean different things to different people in different skill sets. So it's, it's not, I mean, the whole thing about metrics is driving me nuts because I see it all over the place. People start with metrics in a transformation and then think they can apply it to the end, end point of the organizational um, construct, which is garbage because metrics are emergent. This is the first time ever in our job world is I'm going to semi disagree with you, Carl. <laughs> right? It's okay. Disagree to your heart's content. News, right? I agree with what you're saying, but there's all, I also disagree. Some of this you can actually use and when you do require to slightly plan ahead. But the highlighted part we should always understand is it's an estimation. Like if I was driving to you, Carl, I could say I can estimate my drive is going to be around about two and a half hours long. I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what's on the road. It's still an estimation. You're not going to expect me at your doorstep. I probably will because I plan ahead. At your doorstep, <laughs> exactly two and a half hours later, it's an estimation. Mm, I'm going to carry on disagreeing with you. That's but, my this is the point. <laughs> this is the point, though, right? <clears throat> We won't be able to agree on story points, the three of us. We won't, right? Because it is a different thing for different people. That's what we, we, we can agree on. Um, also, I mean, look at, look at um, Jerry Muller, um, the tyranny of metrics, since you brought it up, Carl, right? They're getting used as sticks to beat delivery teams, mm. right? And, and it's now putting people off because... You, your, your business team will put a deadline, a go live date, right? And then we'll sit with the team and go, right, tell I mean, us how long that's going to take. So that's, the whole, that's the whole point of Agile is, is there isn't a go live date. Agile, <laughs> Agile, Agile is a continuous delivery process. What, really? there is, is, what, what there is is there is a grouping of delivery items that can be used for marketing purposes as a statement of new feature or functionality. So what, what's happened is we've changed the delivery mechanism, but not changed the terms of reference in the business. So the terms of reference in the business are still we have deadlines. Well, actually, no, you don't. What you have is a continuous ability to deliver great functionality for your customers. Now you need to work out how you package that Correct. against your work. Correct. And and this is this is the big debate, right? So what what I'm suggesting is, and, and like I said before, Dean Leffingwell and the safe uh, guys have now changed from using the word estimation to forecast, right? It, it's a forecast of my ETA to get something done by this sprint, right? And I think that's both going to frustrate and put off the business world because they want hard deadlines. They want hard goal lines. They want to know, you know, when can I start earning a dollar out of this piece of functionality that you've got to give me? But you can do that with economic ordering already. And instead of delivering it in uh, at, at the end of 90 days, you can deliver it at the end of the second sprint. The point here is, is that they don't have the flexible thinking to go around that. Right. It's, right. It's, it's their problem, not Dev's problem. Right. So here's a really interesting thing, right? So some of my teams in the, in the States use TFS um, and Azure DevOps. Yeah. And some of my teams in India and Singapore use Jira. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, they do different things. 
no, no, but no, the, no. the similar thing they have, and this is really important, that this is a piece of functionality out of both of those tools that nobody uses, is a dollar value. There's a field in TFS and Azure DevOps and in Jira that you can put a dollar value and nobody uses it, right? Because what I've said to the business is, why don't you tell me what piece of functionality you want by value? And they go, yeah, but we want it all. It's all must have. Well, you don't, right? And like, go back to your continuous uh, delivering deployment. If we thought about that, they would then go, well, just give me the login screen so I can do user management. That will get me a data list so I can market stuff, right? That's my, that's my MVP. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that'll make me $3 million, right? Let's get that yeah. done, right? Then the next bit, well, we need to sell them some products. So let's build that. And that'll be another $5 million. And if you work that way, yep. return on investment every time back to the business, right? The business hand me $6 million, I give them 12, right? And in that way, we've got a good understanding. But if they ask me for 2,500 story points and I don't give them anything, what was the point? What was the point it's, it's, of turning down 2,500 story points with no value and no functionality? I have a question for you, though. So this, is, this is a little bit of a theory that I feel that the reason why story points don't work or we struggle, it goes wrong within a business, is do you think that the link with finances and budgets are also causing an issue with story points? If you yeah. think when it, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. think that's one big cause. With, so, at the end of the day, they've got to deal with finances, they've got to deal with budgets, they still think of things in products, and even projects, and even if they think in products, that's still got to be budgeted for, and that's where they can't make the links. And that's they can't, where well, the they can't separate goes. from old-style yeah. projects and programs into lean portfolio management because they haven't set it up. But they right. also can't separate the fact that we still have a budget here, and we still need to know when this budget is going to be used up. But we also want to get something for our budget. And this is where everything comes in. I personally feel... You, you can do that in LPM. Yes, you can. But most businesses don't have that implemented. Yeah. So this is, this is where I go further, right? I'm really pleased that we've got business agility being a hot topic for our business colleagues, right? Because I think it's important that they're actually inside the tent pissing out the way and not the other way around, right? <laughs> So I now have business owners from the areas of the, the businesses that I deal with. They come and sit with me. They're on stakeholder meetings. They see what we're doing, but they also see the return on investment. I, will, I won't do a status report. There's no point, right? Everything's ragged wrongly anyway. It's all subjective. But what I will do is how much money I've given you back, right? Last week, you couldn't do 10,000 customers. You, I, I've enabled that. So 10,000 customers at £1,000 a year, you know, is a lot of money. So, um, but what I wanted to get back to is story points are becoming almost a currency, right? So if I have a million dollars, how many story points can I get for it? <laughs> right? And, and I'm honestly, As many as you want, just give me the million and we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. <laughs> do, you, do you see what the problem is? That they think yeah. that the story point becomes a tangible metric that, that Carl said, but it also becomes a bartering tool. 
Well, hey, if I give you five more people, can I get 400 new story points? Oh, I hate that. Uh, is, 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 <laughs> this, this sounds like um, the uh, the thing in the EU about uh, offsetting um, uh, greenhouse gases where they bartered away uh, different contingency amounts, yeah. which didn't exist. It was a complete fake environment. But people paid millions for these certificates that are worthless. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And this is what, you know... Again, if I go back to it, one story point does not equal one piece of functionality, right? But what we want is functionality. There's no point in bundling down 6,000 story points and having nothing at the end of it, right? What, what we need is functionality that creates a value principle. Now, most businesses think value principle is income. For a lot of businesses who are currently offering stuff online, it should be getting the baseline systems working effectively so your customers don't hate you after using them. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's getting those value principles sorted out would be, you know, again, we've wandered into metrics, but I think, you know, the, the metrics piece is, is a shambles. Yeah, total and utter shambles at the moment. Uh, and actually, it's, it, with my current client, it's the piece I'm working on. Oh, we need to write a book. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to extend my existing book. We'll probably will write a separate book on how to do agile metrics that actually mean something. But we'll give you the insight, which is that it's uh, speed plus quality plus effectiveness is what business is interested in. But you can make really, really quick, bad, ineffectual software. <laughs> and that's the point. It's... it's, 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 it's I don't care how many story points, which is a capacity question, you use. I, as a business person, I need it to work. I need to not look bad in front of the board. And I think that's the conversation we uh, technology should be having with the business is, what do you really want here? Do you really want a, a narrow metric that doesn't tell you anything? Or do you want to meet your targets? I'm going back to your return on investment. Yeah. It misses something here, though. There's also the, and I know you didn't mean to, it's a customer as well, okay? You could deliver something that the business wants, but if it gets out to that customer and it's a crock of... Well, that, that's what up. quality is. Quality is, is a measure of the intent of the business against the desire of a customer. But, you know, if we go back to the manifesto, right, working software is everything, right? Yeah. You cannot put a front page up on the web saying, good afternoon to company X. We have bumped down 6,000 story points. Aren't we great? And the customer's going to go, I can't use this. <laughs> it, has, it has no reason to exist, right? Yeah. You've, just, you've just spent $5 million bundling down pointless metrics, as Carl said, with, with nothing to show for it. So... I think the reason why I'm starting to hate story points is it's lost its way, right? When we did relative sizing, you know, T-shirts were always just taken as a, just this is my best effort at telling you how long this is going to take me, right? It's how story and, points should be. Uh, yeah, but they've now morphed into this. Mark can do 20 story points a day, yeah. but Carl can only do eight. So therefore, Mark must be better than Carl. So the system I'm using doesn't use story points that way. The story points persist in Jira, but they don't connect to 
rally which is the uh work allocation tool doesn't that there's that's the uh the team management level it doesn't connect that way they actually persist only in jira so they're only for epics and stories and for the teams so the platform and um development teams to understand their work which i think is is the right way to do it because otherwise it, it does become a you know, in that division, they did 6,000 points last month. In that division, they did two. What's gone wrong? Are they all on holiday? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's... <laughs> what their version of a point is completely different. And Well, it could honest... be if, if one's mainframe and one's doing uh, customer products, then it's, it's a meaningless conversation anyway. Just maybe you used it between the three of us as an example, right? All of our knowledge and experience is different. Right. Okay. So if we came up with marketing, for an example, Sabrina's ace at marketing. <laughs> oh, he's all right at marketing. He, he's too wordy. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm better at it. it means he's not able to do it. I need to I'm getting assessed here. You know that. <laughs> she did say she did say she'd get you. So uh, yeah, fuck her up. Carl is going to be better at some things than I am. So it doesn't mean that we're not worthy to do the work. And who's to say I can't learn about being really, really wordy like Carla? <laughs> you know, I could become the really wordy Pete person and he could become the one that can't spell. Do you know what? It, it's different. Well, that, that's a really interesting point, right? When, when we first, many, many years ago, talked about cross-functional teams, right? They're supposed to be complementary. So if I have a feature that has front, middle, APIs, back end, those people come round the feature and get the feature out the door, right? We've not even managed to do that yet properly. It is, is a is an industry because we're still get we're still loading teams up nine front enders, one data guy. <laughs> you think that's going to be light on functionality, but it'll look good and. Again, just to come back to your point, yes, your team needs to generate the story points, right? The individual shouldn't be held to, you You should be doing 10 points a, a week, right? Well, maybe I'll pick up, you know, an issue that's really complex and it'll take me five days. And you might pick up three look and feel changes and you've done three tickets and I've only done one, right? And that looks like you're saying that you're doing more effort than I am. I could pick so, up all the easy bad boys, so it looks like I'm doing more. Leave all the complicated stuff to you. you know? Do you know that like, happens? Do you know that it really happens a happens? lot? Yeah. Um, yes, I won't go into specifics, but I've seen teams shine three thousand story points in a, in a month. Fantastic, and they were all bugs, right? And they were all bugs that big. <laughs> or they break the stories down. Or you'll get teams that will create a behaviour where they're there's one issue around breaking stories down anyway, but you'll get some teams that will work it out when they've got the carrot dangled or they've been beaten by a stick, where they will break the stories down into such minute pieces and then they will story point it quite high. It will then make out that they're doing all so, of this stuff. So so the the, the system I'm working on at the moment, is, is it, it tries to capture what percentile each team adds to the value that is delivered. Uh, because right. that's actually what we're interested in. We really don't care if you spend a hundred years developing a piece of software, if it doesn't deliver any value. But right. if you spend, if you spend uh, three days developing your piece and someone else spends four weeks developing their piece, 
it's it's about the bit that you you've added not how long you took to do it so there's yeah. an overarching duration of the whole thing but i don't see how someone's time uh, can really i mean some of the complexities we're dealing with in some tech systems okay let's deploy an ai on the cloud that will watch out for money laundering yeah Okay, so someone someone will work out how to do that deployment. Then there'll be someone else that deals with the infrastructure. And there is infrastructure in the cloud for anyone that's listening that thinks there's no infrastructure in the cloud. Um, <laughs> it's just someone else's there's, computer. It's, we it's know. A, there's a server somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, even the balancing on that. So whatever, all those things, um, none of it will work unless everyone does their bit. And you don't get any outcomes until everyone does their bit. So yeah, who cares it, it, on the it's time? It's really important that, Carl, that a team mm. has to generate the value, right? It's yep. not an individual. It's not a yep. evil developer, um, which we get a lot of in teams, right? You get one developer who's absolutely fantastic and everybody just defers to him or her. Um, and, and that happens in a lot of teams where the hero developer will chime in at, at planning poker that would take me three points. Yeah, 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 just put three. And then you get Mark at the back going, that's going to take me a month. That's going to take me a month. But, you know, I don't but, say but, anything but, because it's the hero developer, right? But but if 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 the business cares about uh, still succeeding when Mark's gone, oh, sorry, whoever the hero developer is, it decides to leave for a, a higher salary, <laughs> um, then they need to actually make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to do the difficult bits. That's how you learn. No, That's I how you evolve. I have a technique when this happens because my husband is, is the hero developer and I tell him <laughs> that. He, he I get him a hat. Now. He's going to kill me. Hopefully he doesn't hear this, see this video. I might maybe not. I'll send it to him. Right? Um. <laughs> um, but he does this where the, the people are struggling, people are struggling and then Rob will, I should have said his name, will basically come in and save the day, work through the whole entire night and then get it sorted. But for people like my husband, all right, when I notice it's someone like that, I'm actually quite naughty and I purposely ask them to point last. Wait for everyone else to put their, if we're using planning poker, let everyone else put their cards in and then let them do it afterwards. Because you're right, those ones that are very, very experienced, you know, senior or tech lead level, they can influence the team and you don't want them influencing. So I actually get them to come up last and I always say your card will come up last then so, we create the conversation so what do we do to solve this this problem exactly. well I, I, <laughs> that's the thing i don't i don't think we've got an answer right now right fair enough i think everybody has a view and, and that's why i wanted to start this conversation right because i'm getting frustrated by us not having an open conversation every methodology that the three of us know right all the way from safe through to scrum kanban scrum ban whatever um but you've you've just sabrina you just reminded me about something um many 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 years ago i was a senior project manager for a high street bank and the game that we used to play on estimation was that all my developers would add 20 percent effort and i would take away 20 percent effort <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's what's happening now you just reminded me when you were saying about story point right a developer will look me in the eye and go that's an eight pointer and i'm going it's not 
but you're hoping to bum down twice the amount of effort. Right? <laughs> and, and that still goes on. And I've been at this game for nearly 30 years in technology, 10 as a chef, but um, that happens all the time, right? You'll get a developer going, he's expecting me to burn all this down in a, in a week. I'm going to double the points and I'll look great, right? So you need to watch out for that. That really is an important point. And that is exactly many, many years ago, I would sit with a development team and go, okay, how long is this going to take? And they would say three days and I'd go, it's two days, isn't it? And they go, yeah, we add it on a day. And I, I, that's a game that we'll play that's forever. You, build, you get your scrum master, you build the trust with your scrum master, your scrum master's always there to protect you. But I think one way that story pointing can be fixed is me personally, I don't think the process is wrong, but I do think the way it's being implemented mm. and the way the business sees it is incorrect. It shouldn't just be implemented within the teams. When you're implementing story points, yes, okay, you coach the team on, on how to implement it and you go for that process. But normally, agile coaches will stop there, but it's not. The business need to understand it. You yeah. need to bring finance in. You need to bring the business in. You need to bring leadership in and you need to bring stakeholders in. And they all need to receive the same coaching and training. They all need to understand the theory about it. They all need to also understand you don't use it for performance reviews. You do not use it on a particular person. I told you I was going to go off on one here, right? <laughs> Everybody, this is passionate, Sabrina. Everybody <laughs> needs to understand it. And so I can I'm, I'm going to add to your um, to your list. Uh, yes, add, I, add. Uh, lawyers, because dealing with legal frameworks and timelines. And marketing people, and it's usually the marketing people who set the deadlines, because yes. they they've got a marketing calendar, and they're gonna they're gonna force the business to comply with their marketing calendar. Um, did sorry. I ever did I ever tell you my story? Um, in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine two thousand, I was responsible for the second internet bank in the UK. And Nationwide had got there before us, right? So I can mention their name, but not the bank that I was working with. And I was sat at home and Sunday evening, ready to go to work on Monday morning. And an advert for my bank came on the TV. And the advert is very famous. It's still on YouTube. It's about three brothers. And it goes along the lines of Peter walks into his branch and he likes to be friendly with the staff. John, he does telephone banking. And Frank, he does it on the web. And I swore at the TV and went, no, he doesn't, because I haven't built it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's called seeding the market. <laughs> well, yes, the first meeting the next day, funny enough, was with the marketing lead. And I went, why have you put that out? And this is genuine. He went, that's just to get peaked interest. So I, went, I thought, right, that's fair enough. Two hours later, I'm in the director of technology's office. The branch managers had been inundated with people going, how do I get on this new webby thing? Can we get that? And they're going, no, we haven't built it yet. Well, right. And that's, that's your point about bringing everybody in and being business agile yeah. as well as technical yeah. agile. But do yeah. you know what? This is so common. I mean, do you know what? I don't think. I could pass one agilist or, or one delivery person or actually anybody who works in our industry 
past one person who has not experienced that situation where they've gone and after someone's gone far too excited and gone, ooh, push the button. And, and, and it's out and then and then everyone else has to basically rush and it's actually a crock well, of this is the word i'm saying a lot a crock of that ends up getting released because everyone's had to rush to get it done because somebody pressed there, it there is a precedent you know or a precedent that did something similar didn't he say we will go to the moon and at that point nasa didn't even have a working uh, rocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they came back that wasn't apollo 13 was it Oh, no, they haven't had a book yet. No, sorry, it's been about So, to answer your question, Carl, I, I just want to start the debate, or, or rather, the debate has started, right? Um, like I say, people um, like Mr. Goldstein, Jeff Sutherland, Mr. Cohen, um, we, we need something else, right? We need something else that doesn't become a, con a, a contract in blood yeah. that says... Mark will do 25 story points a day. It has to get back to being a forecast. It has to go back to being an estimate. It has to go back to being continuously delivered, right? Let's let's not have these big bang releases again. So the business will start to launch something, and this is all businesses, and it becomes a go live. And now the closer you get to that go live, as your complexity grows, because it does, you're finding out more, you're going to miss it. And if you commit to that, your, your so, business is not going to make, you know, and this is every business. This is not just in financial services or it, it's exactly what you said. If marketing get ahead and start to put pressure back the way onto the delivery teams, that's going to be a clash. But for a, for a, a different way of working, it's got to change. It, so, it, so I think there's, there's, there's two things that, that need to change. One, we need to change how finance works before starting a transformation, i.e. to have lean portfolio management as a way of working already. It's a, an optional way of working, but it's, it's already understood and planned. I think that's really essential because... Uh, when when you when you then align that to a delivery mechanism, anyone that wants to engage with that delivery mechanism has to understand the lean portfolio piece, which means that marketing and business people need to comply with it as well. Yeah, because well, they, they can't they can't they, they they can't then set deadlines around a continuous delivery function because the funding doesn't allow it. Well, look at it, look at the example again. This is general. If you've got anything um, facing the web and customers, right, you have to have legal T's and C's on it, right? So if your delivery team are working within a, a methodology that calls itself Agile and they're working, you know, just like a legal team, you will deliver your software and it will take six months for legal to sign it off. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't include that legal person in exactly. that delivery team, you're going to have that big gap of software, 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 launch, right? And that's why, I mean, I'm all in favor of, when I call it a cross-functional team, I mean it's a cross-functional team. Yeah. Legal's in there, marketing's in there, delivery's in there, security's in there, DevOps is in there. And yes, sometimes somebody is sat waiting, right? They are. Or, or, or it's a light touch engagement. They're not there yeah. full time. You know, they may be light touch with 20 different pieces right. of work that's in right. flight yeah but at least they um, know and they can act upon it when they need to 
And that's the problem. Some businesses will work in a, a truly agile way. I mean, look at me, some of the major HR initiatives right now. They're trying to work agile. They're trying to have people, you know. Yeah, but none of the software, them. none of the software supports agile. That's I, I got interviewed about HR software, and it's still based on a person in a physical location. Yeah, uh, with and, with a primary skill set. When you know we're supposed to be, you know, we went from T-shaped people to X-shaped people to I don't know what. Well, maybe we're banana-shaped people now, for all I know. But but the point is that that you know you you can't ask for flexibility in working practices of people, yet not give them the support mechanism in HR. Uh, and HR still thinks that you are a person in a location with one skill. No, I, I read an article recently. Um, I I'd been on a job about three years ago, um, and it's fifty-six days on average from request being raised to somebody sitting in the seat. Mm. Uh, and that's just an industry report that says if you want somebody plan three months ahead for them well that doesn't sound very agile to me right that, no. that's the yeah. opposite of and, uh, agile no because i, I want to it's because of all these notice periods that's been set most people's notice period um is, is three months they've done that yeah. as protection well, but I think as we move to more of a flexible working practice where more people are contracting in some way, even if it is through IR35, it's still that's four weeks. You can just walk. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this will, you know, widen out to, to our audience and, and your audience particularly. But we need to come up with something that satisfies the business need, right? And, and I go back to the same thing. It should be dollar value. It should be, you know, you 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 asked me to produce value, and I did. Here's fifteen dollars you didn't have yesterday. Tomorrow yep. I'll give you another twenty dollars, and the next day I'll give you fifty dollars. But to give you three story points a day that has no value, yeah, it's a meaningless thing. It's it's, it's like uh, depending on Bitcoin for your future. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> A really bad behavior because you do that, you lose trust, people start over exaggerating. It just creates a bad behavior and it's not needed. Very much so. And and that's what we're starting to see, right? We are starting to see that old game of call it eight points and it's only three, right? So that I look great and I'm burning down more than I said I would. Um, but you know, is the general question, why are we still planning, right? I thought we wanted to get away from planning. I thought we wanted to get away from estimations. I thought we wanted to get away from those old ways of working. And I think we've almost come back full circle where we've now included the business, which we we, we, we have done. Um, you know, when the team went to Snowbird, it was because they were raising two years worth of requirements, giving it to us. We went away for two years, came back, and they had gone, right? So that's what we wanted to stop. But now we're involving them more. It's becoming like a contract, right? And I think that's why your Bitcoin um, CFT mentality is happening, right? I'm giving you $1,000. I want five story points, right? Okay, let's do that job. But I've got my 3,000 story points. Where's my application? Oh, no, no, that wasn't included. I've just given you <laughs> And then they go, yeah, but I haven't got any working software. Ah, right, okay, well, that'll cost you more. So <laughs> I, 
I just think I just think that if we start having this conversation, it'll come out in and certainly in the influence that you guys have got. It has to be discussed and it has to be better. Because I'm finding that teams are breaking because they're not hitting a goal. And it's not the goal of have a feature they didn't have. It's a goal of 50 story points a week. And and that's got to stop. Mark, you've now started a resident revolution. And I just want to say to our viewers. (laughs) Even a revolution. You there. Watch this space. Because our world is going to bring something new to you soon. So thank you very much for this, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, It's been great as always, you too. We will see you again soon. Oh, I I look forward to it. Bye, you too. Bye.